What's up, everybody? Checking in, letting you know about this next episode. Got my girl Jamie Dufek from Chicago on this podcast. She is the softball director for NCSA. And uh, we got into a really, really good conversation regarding just the state of softball and how the company has evolved and her role in the the evolution of the company. And a really good listen. Hope you enjoy it. Check it out. Welcome to the Transcending Sport Podcast with Rob Cruz, an audio experience bringing you interviews, conversations, and more from some of the most intriguing personalities in the sports world. And now, your host, Rob Cruz. What's up, everybody? It's Transcending Sport. I am your host, Rob Cruz. My guest is Jamie Dufek. She is the NCSA Director of Softball. And... This is not her first time on the show. Wanted to update you on what she has going on. Jamie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I thought you were about to say it wasn't my first rodeo and I was going to get pretty excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's not your first rodeo, actually. But and, but I wanted to, you know, obviously I had an opportunity to work with you recently, kind of impromptu. We were, we, you were down at, um, over in Colorado, uh, assessing some athletes in the, in the combine. And we just put together a little quick vision segment and popped up a vision station and it was freaking amazing. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is crazy. And so I wanted to, so it was good to see you out there, but I, I wanted to talk, I wanted you to just talk to us about, you know, I, I think most people already know what and who NCSA is, but if you want to just give a quick, uh, brief description of what the organization is about yeah and how how you how you're involved in it and then we can get into some of the meat and potatoes of like what exactly is happening now because it's a little different than it was a couple years ago when we talked it Um, was yeah i can't even remember how long ago we talked i think it was a while ago just after maybe convention yeah gosh in two that was like that was like the that was the vegas uh the vegas yeah yeah Oh man, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, no, a lot of a lot of cool things happening. So for those that maybe aren't familiar with NCSA or also known as Next College Student Athlete, uh, we actually help student athletes through their recruiting process um, for 34 different sports. Um, we've actually just uh, broke into the esports category, um, which has been kind of exciting. Like in the last six maybe 12 months, give or take. Mm -hmm. Um, But really, we're helping student-athletes throughout all sports find their best fit um, and really kind of guide them along in their path to college, Uh, whether it's, you know, finding the best academic fit, finding the best athletic fit, social fit, financial fit, you know, package of everything, essentially. Um, And we do that through recruiting education. We do that through events. Um, You know, there's a lot that kind of falls under that umbrella. But one exciting thing that happened probably since um, the last time that we talked, and I think I updated you a little bit in Colorado, is uh, I transitioned into a new position and a new role. So November of last year, I took over uh, as the director of softball for NCSA. Uh, So I get to work directly with our partners now. I actually get to uh, put on events and execute events. So things have kind of changed for me. Um, and then we've had some changes uh, as an events team as a whole in the last few months. And we've actually broken off into our own entity under Reigning Champs, uh, as Reigning Champs Experiences. So we are in the thick of it as far as events. Um, I am on the road probably just as much as you are, um, which is, has been great because 
obviously I get to meet, you know, really awesome people along the way and do cool things like we did in Colorado. But those have been probably the major changes um, within the last year or so that I would say. That's great. And, and so you, you mentioned that you, you guys broke into the category of, of esports. What does that mean? <laughs> so esports, believe it or not, um, is something that NCSA is working. So esports is video gaming. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I don't have a ton of experience on this, so I am not the expert um, by any means. But there are actually colleges um, that are sponsoring esports as a sport. Um, so we, as NCSA, have kind of jumped on that opportunity um, and had a lot of success with it so far, um, which has been pretty cool. As I think, you know, we're we're reaching a wide audience, um, you know, across the board. So wait a minute. So <laughs> this yeah, is great. You so, heard that right. Yeah, but I, I just wanted to make sure that my audience understands what you just said. So, and, and I'm not, so I, I want to understand this totally. So th there now is opportunities for gamers yes. to earn an athletic scholarship and compete there is. at universities. There is. That is. I don't that, know all of, that's, I that's, that's don't amazing. Know all of the particulars on, on the, the scholarship breakdown, so to speak, yep. but there is financial assistance to make that happen. That's pretty cool. And that's totally something 2019, 2020. That is pretty cool. Things are really happening and changing out here. So that's great. So, um, yeah. So, uh, so when I, when I saw you in Colorado, you were actually putting on a, uh, a combine. Um, and, and it kind of makes sense for a, for the NCSA brand to kind of be able to, to, to create that platform and, and create those kind of uh, events for the athletes. And just walk me through what happens in a, in a, in a softball combine when, when NCSA shows up at an event, like what happens um, in, in that? Yeah, so I think in the last um, few years, uh, the combine space, you know, has been something that I think a lot of people have dabbled into. Um, and it's certainly something, you know, that NCSA got involved in. Um, and one of our first partners to kind of make it happen was Triple Crown Sports. Yeah. Um, you know, we're partnered with, you know, PGF. PGF is actually one of our biggest partners um, initially. So kudos to Dan Hay on that, you know, believing in the NCSA mission. But on the side of combines and, you know, measurable testing and putting athletes through, you know, an assessment, um, Triple Crown Sports uh, allowed us to kind of come in and take over that for them. So for Colorado specifically, um, I can't even remember what year this dates back to, maybe 2017, I want to say, uh, we had started running the combines and it's called the National Fast Pitch Softball Combine or Speed Combine, excuse me. And basically what we do is we come in for a few days, typically. Um, we set up shop, you know, for different stations such as um, ball exit speed, the 40 yard dash, the 20 yard split. Um, we're testing, you know, overhand velocity, we're testing vertical jump, uh, shuttle, you know, a lot of what you're seeing at some of like the NFL combines, um, you know, NBA combines and things have definitely made its way throughout other sports. Um, and softball jumped on that bandwagon a few years ago. So we were set up specifically at the Aurora Sports Complex um, on a turf field. So we had a lot of space to work with had a really great group of athletes come through. Um, and basically what we do is we just kind of work them through the circuit. And then from there, we get to actually sit down with athletes and talk through where their measurables are at. So we have our team on site uh, as far as recruiting specialists, recruiting coaches, uh, recruiting coaches actually work with our NCSA 
uh, members here. So they get to meet face to face uh, and kind of talk through, you know, their recruiting experience and their recruiting journey. Um, but ultimately, you know, we get to have that conversation with them of where they're kind of stacking up, whether it's a freshman, sophomore, you know, junior in high school. Um, and then in return, the event is free, actually. I don't think I had a chance to mention that. So athletes can kind of come, you know, and go as they please throughout their game schedule. But we'll take those measurables, and then what we do is we upload them on our side. So every athlete that goes through the combine will actually have an NCSA profile where those measurables will live as a verified event. So that information can be shared with college coaches, can be seen to college coaches, uh, and it does go up as a verified event so that they understand that NCSA was the event operator on that. The cool aspect too is year in and year out, you know, we have some of the same athletes that come through and want to retest, want to get better. So it's always great to see those athletes too. Right, with a retest, you could actually show the improvement as well. It's the same way, yeah, it's good. You got it. Yeah, so I, I like that. So um, how's that panning out? So do you get do you get people who actually that turns into new, new business just from that combine and you know you're offering it for free so you got a guys kind of paying your own way out setting up and you got to staff it i mean it does it make it worth it um you know obviously that with with putting on an event you know there are additional i'm i'm sorry i gotta stop you all right perfect um, so in regards to your question, as far as, um, you know, is it, is it beneficial for us? One thing that I was saying is we travel with a team, um, that includes a recruiting specialist and a recruiting coordinator. Uh, so they do work on our sales side and they have the opportunity to sit down with families. And like I said, kind of talk through their recruiting journey, um, and help them understand where they're at in the process. And if there is a family that needs additional help, um, they can actually sit down with our recruiting specialist and talk through that. So. There is the opportunity at some events um, to be able to, to sit down with a family, you know, walk them through the services that NCSA has to offer, mm -hmm. um, you know, and then kind of go that route if that's something that the family's looking for. So that option is available for sure. All right, that's great. So so this week, uh, this coming week, you're going to be at PGF Nationals. I am. It's going to be kind of like I'm living out on the West Coast. I'm, I'm going to be back for just a few days and then heading back out for week two. So I'm excited. That's great. And I want to, I want to talk about that and what you're going to be doing out there. Cause I think that's pretty cool what you're doing. But before that, talk to me about the new recruiting rules yes. regards, and how, you know, what your, what your thoughts on it are personally. And then what are some of the things that, you know, you have had to make adjustments with, with regard how you, with regards to how you advise the student athletes. Yeah. So, from someone that's been through the process, um, you know, and played at the division one level, I was someone that was a late bloomer. I really didn't kick off my recruiting process until, you know, sophomore, junior year, um, and ended up didn't make, I didn't make my final decision until senior year. Actually, I did sign in the early signing period, um, but things were touch and go there. So, you know, I think one of the last times that we talked, um, we talked a lot about the early recruiting and the yeah. pressures that athletes and parents and, you know, even coaches had to make a decision. Um, you know, and kind of a gamble that it was, you know, is it the right fit? Does it have everything that I want in a college experience? You know, from a coach perspective, you know, when you're recruiting that young, is the athlete going to pan out, you know, like they think they are. So I would say with the new recruiting rules, um, I was very supportive in it in the fact that it allowed the athlete and the parent a little bit more time to make a decision. But I think it definitely has hurt, it hurt some programs at the college level. Um, you know, I think, 
Uh, I look at it from the perspective of I played at a mid-major, you know, Division One team where, you know, they would get the late bloomers, um, you know, programs that uh, or players that maybe, you know, didn't go Power 5 initially um, and were late bloomers like that. So mm-hmm. everyone's back to a level playing field as far as the recruiting rules. But, you know, from a college perspective, budgets come into play, you know, and what you have to offer in that component. So I think um, it's been kind of challenging for some colleges, unfortunately. So like anything else, you know, with something new that comes down the pipeline, there's an adjustment period. I think it'll be, I'll be curious to see what the next year or two, you know, kind of looks like when the dust settles, um, you know, and it's not so new anymore. But I think the bottom line is, you know, it's, it's trying to put the power back in the athlete and the parents hands of making an educated decision and um, a decision that allows them to be at a program for, you know, four or five years. Um, and hopefully, you know, we see that transfer rate cut down and the number of, you know, athletes that aren't at the right program. So that's my hope. Um, you know, we'll see if it kind of pans out that way. But our messaging on the NCSA side um, hasn't really changed, to be totally honest. Some things that we're still very upfront with families on is that you want to be educated early on. You want to start the process early on. You know, you don't have to make that decision early on like you once used to. But it doesn't really change as far as the tools that you have, you know, right at your fingertips or the plan that you should be executing. You know, you should start thinking about that in middle school, early, you know, high school um, so that things don't come as a shock. You know, I was kind of that kid that things came as a shock for um, and everything was kind of hurry scurry towards the end. I don't wish that on anyone. So we want to make sure here at NCSA the families that we work with, the players that we work with, you know, we're putting them on the right path to be successful, you know, with the tools, the education, and the guidance. Transfer portal. <laughs> oh, man. Transfer portal. I mean, and, and I, I I have mixed feelings. Like, I, I like it, and then I don't. I know. <clears throat> I'm 50-50 on it, too. I think you and I might be on the same page. I'm curious, though. Because I don't want this to be the the Jamie show, but what are your what are your thoughts on the portal initially? <laughs> so, first of all, I think that transferring is a big, almost sometimes a bigger decision than the actual decision to go to the school. Yes. Um. But you have those athletes that. We never really know the real reason why someone transfers, mm-hmm. um, and we know the reason that might that people might say they're transferring, but we never really know the real, real, you know, underlying reason. And I, I think, you know, obviously, I don't agree that a player should should want to transfer because they're unhappy with their role at a at a, at a particular school. You know, there's only nine spots on a team. Yep. And sometimes it could be 22 to 24 players on a roster and only nine people can play at a time. So sometimes you may have a a, a, a role that is not the ideal role, but... Um, but it's still a role. But it's still a role. And I believe mm-hmm. that coaches who want to win are really going to put their best nine, 10, 12 players on a field more than they're going to put the people who are on, on, a, on a lower part of the, of, of, the, of, the, of the roster, like, you know, of the depth chart. So... Yeah. Um, so in that respect, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't agree that a person should just want to be out when things aren't going in their favor in terms of playing time. And, and if that's the reason, and because I think, you know, we're coming out of, we're coming out of a travel ball system, 
that's all about me, 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 me. I'm playing yeah. on a team with 14 players, sometimes 13 players. You know, I've seen, I saw t- players down at Legacy this past week that only had 11 players. <laughs> and then I, so I'm, now I'm on a situation where I'm playing anytime I feel like it. Whether I'm playing well or not, I'm still getting my bats. And now I'm going, then I'm going into a situation where people really just want to win. And, yeah. and you got to, as a coach, you have to protect your job. So you have to win. So it's really not about you when you get to college. And I think that's kind of the issue that they're coming. It's, a, from, they're it's coming about from, the bigger mission. They're, they're coming yeah, from a, I, yeah. They're coming from a mindset and a mentality that's created in them and embedded in them from the travel ball experience. And then when you get to college, it's not the same goal. The goal is not the same as it was in travel ball. The goal now becomes to win, not to get you recruited. And that's a, and, and every team isn't, isn't like that, but for the most part, that's the mission. Yeah, I think it's tough. I mean, I think it's tough for a high school kid nowadays to make that transition to college. It's a whole new, whole new ball game. I mean, um, the one thing that I will say, though, looking back on my college experience that my college coach did at Drake and did a really great job on was really being totally upfront and honest of what each player's role was year in and year out. And I say that because roles change, right? You know, my role freshman, sophomore year was not really an impact player. You know, I had people ahead of me. Um, I bought in, you know, to the greater good of the team, you know, in the success of the team and had my moments, you know, junior, senior year and and ended up being successful that way. But um, it's hard. You know, I don't envy college coaches nowadays with everything that's going on and the culture, you know, that that is around it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not an easy position to be in. But um, getting back to, you know, the, the transfer portal side of things is I'll echo what you've said. It's a very tough decision for most kids to make that decision to want to transfer. But I think something that the transfer portal has done is it's made it easier. And I think some kids really haven't necessarily thought it through. They've just kind of jumped the gun and they've said, Hey, I want to throw my name in the portal. Um, which I think is why we've got a lot of kids, you know, in there. But my fear is we got a lot of kids in there and there ain't going to be a lot of homes, you know, for those kids. And then what do you do from there? Unfortunately. Um, so I think the downside of it is it's, it's not like basketball, you know, and and some other sports where you've got to really think that through, you know, if you're going to be sitting out and you know what the repercussions look like. And again, you know, to echo what you've said, I don't think every kid leaves, you know, because of playing time or they're unhappy, you know, it might be academic. They change their major choice and the school no longer has it. You know, there's, a million different reasons but um i think with the culture that we've created in the softball community it's just it's way too easy for kids to kind of throw in the towel and and look for something better and i always got to say the grass is not always greener on the other side you know and i think that's a tough pill to swallow so like i said i'm 50 50 on it you know i think that there's probably athletes in there for the right reasons there's athletes in there that maybe have jumped the gun um, and I don't really know where we go from here. It'll be interesting. <laughs> I think um, the people who created the transfer portal are, have to, are probably going to go back to the drawing board. And, <laughs> yeah, and fig- I think so. And figure out, okay, I think we're on to something with the transfer portal idea. But now how do we make it a little more... Um... Reasonable. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> a little more reasonable because, I, and I think the amount of people that are that just jump ship from travel teams. Oh yes, it's it's kind of the same thing. It's that mentality of well, you know what, 
I, I, my kid's a shortstop. I'm, I'm upset that she's not. And I, I don't think it's always just the players. I think it has something to do with parents slash players. I think so, too. I think you're absolutely um, right. So, you know, not everybody's built for, for that kind of loyalty and, and understanding roles and, and being a part of a, of a culture of a team and, mm-hmm. uh, and having that that deep, deep love of the game where, okay, this is not my ideal situation, but I'm sticking it out because this is a decision that I made. I love my teammates. I love my coach. I love the school. Uh, that's that and a third. And, and speaking of loving schools, um, do you think, you know, I, some, some people say pick the school for the school because the coach might leave, but I don't think athletes pick schools for schools. I think athletes pick schools for, for coaches. I think that there's some level of, of degree to that. Um, I think, I mean, we're, we're in a unique position. You know, I, I've always had the mentality of, you know, there's a, there's a checklist, right. You know, that we should be checking off of what the school fits. Um, nothing's going to be perfect. You know, not everything's going to line up. The stars are not always going to line up in your favor, but I always look at it from the perspective, if there's more check marks on the pros than the cons, we're in, we're in a good position. Um, it's funny that you say that because I had a really rocky freshman year when I was at Drake. Um, you know, I got into a major choice, got in over my head, you know, wasn't seeing playing time, was struggling in the classroom, struggling being away from home. You know, I was kind of like that typical hot mess of a freshman kid just trying to like find herself. But believe it or not, even through the toughest times of working that through with my parents and my coach, you know, and my teammates at the time, I really didn't have a question in my mind about transferring. You know, I wanted to stick it out. I wanted to make the best of the experience. You know, I think that there was a lot that factored into that. Now, I might be totally crazy. That could be totally probable, you know, and being different, you know, than the norm of of the athlete that picks the school, you know, for athletics. Um, There was a lot that went into my college experience and my decision. You know, it was the academics. It was the money that I was getting and being able to come out of college with no debt. Um, You know, my teammates, my coach was absolutely an aspect, but I changed my tone a little bit nowadays because at the college level, there's so many coaching changes. I don't think that should be one of your top three, you know, in your factors of choosing a school. I think the probability of at some point in someone's career, a coach change is pretty likely nowadays. And that it sucks to say that, but that's the reality of it, unfortunately. Um, so I think to your point, there are athletes that choose a school for athletics and, you know, the coach, but I think, I think that there's still a good majority deep down, you know, that, that are doing it for the right reasons, you know, academics, finances, location, you know, everything else. I think it's, it's a combination of maybe quite a few things for some athletes. But you don't have a whole lot of people batting third and playing short and playing center and pitching the majority of the games transferring. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I, you know, like I said, you might have a reason why you think you're transferring, but then there's that other reason, that underlying reason that you're not. There's really... always, yeah, there's always more to the story yeah, to you your point I mean? earlier. So, so mm-hmm. it, you know, that's something that, you know, we, we got to look at. And, I, and, and on the flip side of it with the coaches, it's hard, you know, so now as a coach, Am I am I coaching differently now? And do I have one hundred percent? Do I have to walk yes. on eggshells? Do I have to um, filter everything that I say out of my mouth because God forbid I hold someone accountable? Um, they might complain. The, the administration gonna, may you're not gonna have question. Are they gonna leave? Yeah, absolutely. So, I, mean, it, I think it, that it, there's it, more it's more changing. to take into consideration. Yeah, it's it's really changing. Um, 
I kind of felt like five years ago, six years ago, when, when the things were changing on the recruiting side, um, that there would be some sort of crash. And I think we're seeing that turnover in coaches mm-hmm. and we're seeing that that an unreasonable amount of transfers um, that might be the crash. I think you might be right. I and, mean, I think yeah, I think and, you're onto something and it, it pains me to say that because you never want to have that conversation or you never want to look at your, you know, sport that you've been involved in, yeah. you know, pretty much since I've been a baby is almost what it's like. Yeah. You know, you, you don't ever want to see that, but the truth is that's the reality. And I, like I said, I feel for the coaches that are out there these days. I feel for the athletes. I feel for the parents. You know, I, I feel for everyone. It's, it's a tough change. And, you know, I, I don't think it's been a change for the good, unfortunately. But I think with that, with the growth of softball, softball has grown significantly in the amount of teams. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Softball has grown significantly in the amount of platforms in terms of uh, showcase events. Showcasing events have gotten bigger. Um, Just opportunities more, in general. You know, more teams. There, you know, so that with the with the with the growth of the sport, you know, I said more money, more problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the, the growth. The growth. Should we the, cue? Should we cue that Biggie <laughs> song up right now? <laughs> more money, more problems, but. Uh, so that growth of the sport I think with with the growth of anything you're going to have problems that are going to arise and and I think think having the foresight to know what those problems are going to be we don't know until we get there then we have to go back like I said to the drawing board and figure out how how do we make the entire game better how do we make showcasing better and more efficient where Mm -hmm. it's easier to recruit I think it's harder to recruit now for coaches uh, because of the size of the events Obviously, the, the the talent is a little bit watered down in terms of when I'm watching a kid play. So, for example, if I see if I go to a game and I have a player that just hit three home runs in a game, how do I know that that hitter that just hit the three home runs is a really good hitter, or if that pitcher was just a really bad pitcher? Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, if I go watch a game and a pitcher strikes out 13 batters, how do I know that? she struck out 13 batters because she's that good or was that just a weaker team that she faced that day? So whereas seven years ago that the showcases were smaller. Yeah. It it was the better. I think the tough thing too for coaches now is better teams playing against each other. Yeah. So if you hit a home run, Right, locations hit, too. Well, yeah, of the, where they've got to travel. The locations were different. It was different. You know, obviously, it was there were less major events also. Mm-hmm. So you had less teams, less major events, but then the softball economy wasn't as booming as it was. Yeah, with that with that small amount. So I, th- I think you know, it's it's really complicated. <laughs> it is a definitely is um, thing, but I you know, you know I, I I believe that you know. We can adjust. I think the the the, uh, the industry will adjust, and the softball space will figure it out, and um, it'll all even out at some point. We just got to figure out how to make that work, because everybody can do what they got to do. The events can still be big. They can still be a whole lot of teams. Um, yet we still have a game that is the best game. You know, one of the best one of the best sports that I think that are out there is, is basketball, softball. I mean, I'm not biased or anything, but I'm going to agree with you hands down. I'm biased, but it is is one of the best sports out there. (laughs) No, I agree. I agree. Um, 
So let's talk about that. that if you want, I mean, if you could, that, can you, can we talk a little bit about what you're going to be doing at PGF this weekend? Yes, absolutely. So I think I mentioned uh, earlier in the podcast here, um, PGF was one of our first partners um, to really kind of jump into the NCSA mix on the softball side. Um, and like I said, Dan Hay was huge in that. So um, I've been to, oh God, I can't even keep count of how many PGF tournaments I've been to um, since I've been with NCSA seven years this year. But uh, this week, um, obviously with the, the changing of the age groups um, for the 16-18 U level, we're going to be at the main Huntington Beach Complex um, and we're going to have a booth activation area set up. So we'll be able to interact with families, players, coaches, um, really kind of touch you know every aspect essentially. Um, and talk with them about where they're at in their recruiting. Uh, we will actually have a fun photo experience going on too. So I'm going to be traveling out with what we call a gift cube. Um, you might be familiar with these. You see them at weddings and um, you know other events where you can take the selfies and the boomerangs and everything. But a big theme for us this week is just um, empowering young women. And so we're going to have a really cool backdrop um, you know, that's going to be able to uh, empower these young girls that are going to be at the tournament this week and next week mm-hmm. where they can take photos um, and it'll say, you know, I am the next student athlete. I am strong. So we're going to do a big social media push around it. Um, the athletes can, you know, have the photo that they take. They can share it on social media. We're going to do a raffle, you know, behind it. Um, but we just want to have a fun week with the girls because we know that they're out there, you know, playing at the highest level possible. Um, and we want to be able to empower them, you know, as young women, especially with everything going on nowadays. So that'll be week one. Um, we'll do same thing week two, but only difference there is on Sunday, July 28th, uh, during the all coaches meeting in draw uh, up in Anaheim at the Phoenix Club. We're going to be putting on the PGF Mother and Daughter Summit. Um, we've actually run it in years past and I'm bringing it back this year. So. This event um, is a fun event. We'll have a college player panel. Uh, we'll have a mom panel up there and we'll get to talk about fun, you know, kind of topics like performance leading up to the PGF national tournament, character building, you know, recruiting. So we'll have different segments and talk briefly on those, but it's an awesome opportunity um, for the younger girls to be able to interact with college players, you know, moms that have been in the process before. Um, so I've got some UCLA Bruins, uh, world, world champs coming up. Uh, for this year. And then my hopes is obviously to keep that event, you know, running year in and year out uh, as we've had a lot of success with it in the past. So that'll be on Sunday, July 28th from 6.30 to 8 p.m. It it seems to me that NCSA is beginning, at least the softball. I I don't know about it. I'm not going to speak about the other sports because I'm not really, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I don't really know them that as well as I know you. But it looks to me like NCSA is moving from a company to an actual it's more it seems like it's becoming more personal it's becoming more it's it's evolving into like we're not just this company that wants you to sign up with us but we want to really and maybe they've maybe it's always been that way and I just never saw it yeah but I mean wanna, I think that there's I think that there's been some level to it, um, but I think it's more, in, per, it seems like it's more involved and more personal and yeah. more. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm sensing that as I've been watching. 
And I, it is. And I think it's great. You're catching on, my friend. You're I, catching on, my I friend. Think, I think it's great, um, yeah. I think like anything else, you know, people evolve, companies evolve. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of great things that we're doing at NCSA and things that we've done, you know, at NCSA. I think one of the last times that I was on your podcast, I talked a little bit about, you know, NCSA's give back, um, you know, mission and the fact that we've never turned away uh, an athlete that has wanted to come onto the NCSA network due to finances. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got a big big give back mission and that stems from our you know initial ceo um and and president ck chris kraus mm. and the founder of ncsa but um like i said i've been with ncsa for seven years and um we've gotten legs and we've grown but i think to your point you know it's all about the personal touches is yes. we want to be you know part of an athlete's college path you know college decision you know process basically And there's so many things that go into that just outside of athletics. I mean, I'll take a step back in my old position as a softball recruiting coach. One of the best feelings that I ever had was to be able to interact with athletes um, at events that I was at, you know, and get to meet them face to face, sharing their experiences, sharing their wins, sharing their losses. You know, a lot of what I talked about with athletes at that time wasn't just totally recruiting. It was personal things, you know, and the fact that you know, I've been, you know, able to keep in contact with those athletes and families, you know, and, and have that personal connection. I think there's something great about it. Um, so I'm glad that you're seeing it. You know, it's something that has certainly always been there, but I think it's something that more so than anything we want to, you know, capitalize on. And I think it really stems to the point of who works for NCSA. You know, we're former athletes, we're former coaches. Um, we've got former Olympians, you know, we breed that that athlete championship DNA, and we want to give back to the sports that we've been involved in. Um, I know I want to give back to softball, you know, just as much as the next person, you know, that that played alongside me. Um, so a lot of cool things going on. But thanks, thanks for you know really recognizing that and and knowing you know that that's what we're about. That's kind of our one of our core missions is that personal touch. And I think that's important, and I think that it gives it makes it it makes it more real for the for the for the consumer, and you mm-hmm. want you want to have a more of a real relationship where, yeah, I actually met them, they actually came to my event, I actually got to meet and talk to them, they got to see me run, they got to see me throw, they got to see me swing. Um, now it feels better having them advocate for me because they know me as not just a a, a person in their system, but they they've met we've met face to face they've met my parents they've met my siblings you know they probably met my dog (laughs) i think i think you probably saw it in colorado joyce wallhafer one of our you know longest standing recruiting coaches here at ncsa on the softball side got to meet with so many families that she works with directly i mean if i could have literally lined up every athlete that wanted to meet with her i probably could have had an autograph session for her and i probably should have but you know that's a that's a powerful feeling both from you know the athlete and the parent side as well as us mm-hmm. you know as as recruiting coaches and me you know in my position now where i get to see you know everything you know across the landscape um i mean years ago i used to race kids at our, our combines now i got a bum knee and older jamie you know takes a step <laughs> back and doesn't do so much of that anymore but um, we're creating fun experiences and a fun environment for these, you know, athletes to be successful. Um, and I speak from across all sports on that. You know, I'm involved um, and have gotten a chance to, you know, be a part of the uh, the Adidas Rivals experience that our team puts on for 
um, football players across the country, you know, 14 to 15 different stops a year in major cities. You know, a lot of our experiences stem from that. Um, and again, it's just so powerful and we're in the thick of it. That's great. So I know you're busy. I know you got flights and things to catch. But in closing, <laughs> I got time to talk for you. <laughs> but in closing, because I want to bring you back, I don't want to scare you off from doing any more future podcasts. So I don't want to keep you too long. <laughs> we, we could have a regular occurrence. I think we got a good thing going here. <laughs> um, in closing, uh, please let everybody know how they get in touch with you when they have questions, um, website, social. Facebook, whatever it is, please let us know so my listeners can. Uh, I got some new listeners, I think, at this point. So maybe they don't, you know, are not familiar with you. Maybe they were doubtful or skeptical. And sometimes just hearing you, your hearing your voice, gives it gives them an opportunity to connect and really see the the sincerity in in in, in the leader of the program. That might make yeah. people want that people who maybe may have been on the fence might want to say, hmm, you know what, I like I like Jamie. That, that, that 30, awesome point. You know, that, that I hope minute, I'm likable. I hope I'm likable. You're likable. That thirty minute, that thirty minute podcast <laughs> that she did with Rob, I'm sold. She, she, she seems like she's good people. I think I want to get because awesome. it really comes down, <laughs> it really comes down to the people. Yeah, I it's, think it, so, and know, I think it's, it's the people. Yeah, I mean, not to like I said, not to toot you know NCSA's horn, but I think you know the authenticity, um, you know, of the people that we work for is you know something that is is unparalleled in any aspect. I've been a part of a lot of teams, you know, in, in my lifetime. Um, and there's something special about the NCSA team that I've been on. You know, I've had a lot of opportunities to, you know, advance my career in different aspects. Um, and I think that there's something to be said that I've been with NCSA for over seven years. You know, I started out of college and, and this is where I call home, but, uh, I just want to say thank you, you know, for letting me be on, um, and kind of have a voice and, you know, I've been told my voice is very memorable, so hopefully I'm likable and, and personable in that aspect. But um, best ways, you know, to, to look at NCSA or get in contact with NCSA is our website is www.ncsasports.org. Uh, all of our contact info is on there as well. Um, you guys can go through and, and see what we have to offer. There's a lot of even just free education um, and platforms, you know, based on different sports up there for you too. But, uh, I'm an avid, I would say Twitter, maybe Twitter user. Um, so you guys can find me on Twitter. Again, my name is Jamie Dufek, but my Twitter handle is at NCSA coach Dufek, D-U-F-F-E-K. Uh, look me up, interact with me. I share some, a lot of great things. Um, a lot of funny things too. So uh, don't be afraid to reach out. But thanks again, Robin. If you'll have me, I'll certainly be back. Thank you so much for being on the show. Everybody, that was Jamie Dufek. She is the NCSA Director of Softball. And this is Transcending Sports.